Hey guys, Jimmy Pardo here to talk to you about PXG. Now listen, I wore this shirt uh, at a, a golf outing recently, and it, the, the way I described it is that uh, I felt like I wasn't wearing a shirt. That's how comfortable this thing was. PXG makes great golf clubs. We all know that, but what they also do is make great apparel. Uh, it's made with premium materials, technology designed for peak performance. Didn't help my performance, but I looked good. That's the important thing. You want to look good better than than the way you golf. Is that a thing? PXG has something for everybody. Pants, polos, sweaters, hats, quarter zips, joggers, jackets, dresses, skirts, everything you could want. I loved it. Uh, I've got a second shirt that I can't wait to wear when I go golfing a second time. If my body allows me to. But, you know, I tell you what, with these shirts, I might as well just walk around the clubhouse and let people take a look at me and go, look at that stylish-looking guy, but his golf game is on point. Literally, they know. No, it's not. Hey, elevate your style game on and off the course with PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com slash pardo. Use code pardo at checkout and save 10% on all apparel. That is pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo to save 10% on apparel. pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo. PXG, grip it and wear it. Did you know learning actually makes a sound? It's true. Listen, that's the sound of you learning a new language with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I love Babbel. I, I feel like I'm a guy, I like playing games, I'm a game guy, so I like that you can play little language games, and it, it, it's, it makes learning fun, and that's what I need, because I'm a monkey. So uh, studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash pardo. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash pardo, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash P-A-R-D-O. Rules and restrictions apply. You guys know I love Gooder sunglasses. I've been wearing them for years. Uh, I've, I've been collecting them basically at this point because, you know, they got all these different styles and they're so affordable. They're 25 bucks a pair. They're, there's no slip, no bounce. They're all polarized. They're, they're fun. You, you know, you have one pair for the beach. You have one pair for riding your bike. You have one pair to maybe go out to a, you know, a, a club. I don't know, a day club. Do you go to day clubs? That doesn't sound like a right thing to do. Uh, hey, they got a new frame, though. This is what I'm here to talk about. The Pop G. Pop art for your face. It's it's fashion. It's fashion on your face, guys. No slip, no bounce, just like all the other types of pairs. But uh, these are cool. Like I want to, I want to get a pair myself. Like I, I have too many already, but I, I feel like I need to get these also. Vanguard Visionary, New Wave Renegade, Born to Be Envied, Pop Art Prodigy, the mod one out. It sounds like the Pop G is a whole group of styles, so you can get all these different frames within the Pop G family. So that's pretty cool. Check those out, guys. Uh, and you know, if you need sunglasses, this is the way to go. You don't have to worry about losing them. They're they're twenty five bucks, and uh, you know, you, you just grab another pair if you need them. But uh, like I said, I've been collecting them because uh, I can't get enough of these Gooder sunglasses. If you want to support our show and try a pair, Gooder is giving Never Not Funny listeners free shipping. You can go to Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Again, that's Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping.
Hey guys, Jimmy Pardo, never not funny right around the corner, but here I am to tell you this in an awkward way, is Mac Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. Unless you're wearing Mac Weldon, then you're you're on par with Mac Weldon. Uh, I'm wearing Mac Weldon and my genitals feel great. The way they hug my curves. I like the Mac Weldon product. I, they believe in smart design, premium fabric, simple shopping. Uh, I love it. You go on there, you couple of clicks, you wear it. The T-shirts make me look thinner. Uh, they, they fit wonderfully. The underpants are nice. The socks take care of it. They're anti, antimicrobial, uh, which means they eliminate odor. They want it to be comfortable. So at first, you don't like if you don't like your first pair, you get to keep it. And they still refund you. No questions asked. Not only does Mac Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts look good, they perform well too. Here's the deal: go to macweldon.com and get twenty percent off using promo code Pardo. Repeating. MacWeldon.com. Get 20% off using promo code Pardo. Get ready. Here comes Jimmy Pardo and Never Not Funny. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. Cause it's been one of those days. I know what the Pac-Man does. I don't get bored. I can fill it with rage. Louder. Did you hear that? He clicked his pen. Tell me I'm pleasant. Don't question Dirty Carson. It's even worse than I imagined. Where do you go? You don't like anything. P-A-R-D-O. I am from television. It's the fastest hour in podcasting. This is Never Not Funny. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Pardo. Hey, everybody, indeed. Welcome into Never Not Funny post podcast the fun edition. Uh, here's the deal. Uh, no uh, original uh, Airwolf feed uh, show this week. Uh, we just did 12 hours, Matt. Yes. Maybe even longer. We have no idea how long we've done. I predict it will have been longer. I predict, uh, not unlike my child's talent show that I hosted last week, uh, I'm going to bring it in one minute under time. Oh, yeah? No, because we want to go to at least midnight. And I think it would be, you know, I think it's fun. Once you get that far, you might as well keep going, having good times. I'm good. 12.01, I'm good to go. Raise that money, man. We got to break down the stage. Remember that. That's true. So... uh, yeah, let me let me go cancel somebody right now and uh, tighten up this show. Uh, anyhow, what you're about to hear, we actually don't know what you're about to hear. You're about to hear what four to five segments or three. three? I, don't even, I don't know what it'll be. Yeah, we're go, we're going to uh, give you some highlights, uh, some select highlights, just like we did last year. All uh, of it's a highlight. The entire show is wonderful. Right. So to uh, not, not, nobody uh, how to separate to quote the gentleman who won the best supporting actor, how to separate one from the other. I don't know how we're going to do it. Right. I'm paraphrasing what he said. Yes. He wasn't talking about a podcast. <laughs> No, but he might as well have been. I'm guessing if you said to that guy, do you want to come on our podcast? He would go, what's a podcast? And then say yes. He seemed like a nice guy. He seemed like he was he? probably up for that kind of thing. Yeah, we thought that before about guests that don't come <laughs> on our show. <laughs> you think he's is he back in Germany already? Is he a German uh, descent? I think so. Does he, I mean, does or he, no? Does he live in Germany? I have no idea. I don't know anything about Mark Rylance. <laughs> is that his name? I think, is that what it is? Maybe. How about Mark Rydell? You know anything about him? Uh, no. Is, is that the founder of Rydell High School? Wait, what? 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 Isn't there? Isn't Mark Rydell? Uh, did he play somebody in? Uh, oh no, he plays the MC in Punchline, I think. But I always think he's in Greece because of that. Oh, that's funny. I'm looking it up. Is that his name, Mark Rydell? 
I, I, don't, I don't know. Why don't you, while I'm looking this up, explain yeah. this is just a part of it, and, yeah, yeah. and they could buy all of it and well, yeah, that's, do all that. That's the thing. You I, cover the you cover the uh, the nuts the, and the bolts. The nuts and bolts. While I sure. look up an unnecessary piece of trivia. Yeah, this is fair. Just everyone's going to be distracted by like how they're anticipating the answer to your question, and they won't listen to me. But I'll, I'll give it a go anyway. So every year after Podcastathon, we put out the entire show. Hey guys, it's me. It's Matt. It's uh, it's me interrupting myself to tell you uh, I'm recording this part on Wednesday, the day this episode comes out, because I wanted to tell everybody I'm very excited. We do have the entire Podcastathon 2016 package up for download. It's available for download now at NeverNotFunny.com. It's $19.99. Uh, you buy it as a package, just like you would a Players Club season, and uh, you get access to all the video files and audio files for downloading or watching and li- or listening on our site. Uh, just go to NeverNotFunny.com, log in. If you don't have an account, just create an account and log in. You'll go right to the premium page where you can purchase that whole package. Again, it's $19.99. Proceeds do benefit Smile Train, so it's for a good cause. Uh, why not uh, relive the magic or watch it for the first time if you didn't get to check it out last weekend uh i also want to let you know real quick we do still have some auctions up and running so if you want to go to nevernotfunny.com and on the front page just click the bid button the bid button will take you to our active auctions let's see i'll just tell you real quick what's still up there you can have john ross bowie record an outgoing voicemail message as kripke from big bang theory he plays kripke on that show and he'll record your outgoing voicemail message as kripke uh, you can sing karaoke with Elliot Hochberg. That's amazing. Uh, you can do some uh, Stone Temple Pilots, maybe. Uh, and you can bring friends to that, too, by the way. It's you and three friends can go do some karaoke with Elliot. Uh, very unique auction. I don't think that's ever been available uh, in uh, in eBay form. Uh, also, T- Todd Glass will record your outgoing voicemail message. That's uh, if you know his comedy. That's bound to be loud and hilarious. So I would I would check that out if I were you. And uh, there might even be two of those. It looks like there's two of those available. So maybe two different people can win that. Paul Gil Martin's uh, handcrafted cutting boards. He made three cutting boards. He does every year. Uh, beautiful uh, handcrafted. Uh, uh, wood cutting boards and he signed the back of them so um, they're collector's items too uh, Greg Barron's autographed Epiphone Flying V guitar this thing is insane it was custom made for him it's got uh, leopard print on the front uh, just unbelievable just go to go to eBay and search uh, Greg Barron Epiphone or just search Podcastathon you'll see all of our auctions but check out the guitar because you have to see the picture of it to see how crazy it is uh, Sarah Silverman donated her uh, Simpsons collapsible bicycle which she was given as a, as a, a a guest of uh, the Simpsons for their 500th episode, I believe. So that's super unique. I don't think you can get that anywhere else. And it's very cool looking. Uh, you could also have Sarah Silverman record your outgoing voicemail message. If uh, if you you could choose from so many different people recording your outgoing voicemail message. It's, it's ridiculous. How about this? Wayne Fetterman and Jimmy Parter will do a singing outgoing voicemail message for you. That's another auction that you can uh, bid on. Or maybe you want to go see Batman versus Superman with Pat Francis, Garen Cockrell and Kyle Dodson. Uh, if you love comic book movies and you love these three geeks who you might have heard on our show or on rock solid then that's going to be a really fun time so you can bid on that and finally uh, a skype phone call with lauren ash from superstore and you might know her from our show she's always a fan favorite guest every time she's on and she was on parkathlon again this year so uh we love her you guys love her how about a 15 minute phone call with her over skype that's 
very uh, unique and, and amazing, and I guarantee she'll be just as charming and as personable as she is uh, in person as uh, on the phone with you. So bid on that. Bid on any one of these things to help uh, support Smile Train, and we want to keep raising more and more money. Uh, we don't want to stop. We, we, we broke a record this year, but we want to keep going. So please, uh, you can still donate technically if you want to on, on our homepage, nevernotfunny.com, or you can bid on one of these auctions, buy the package, do all three of those things. It's, it's only going to help raise money for Smile Train, and we appreciate all all your support now back to jimmy and matt in the past so uh so do that and then you can hear the whole thing but right now you're just going to hear um maybe three segments uh from the night uh, and uh, you can enjoy that uh for free right now uh matt i'll tell you this as i'm looking this up uh here on uh uh haha it was mark rydell he played the mc and punchline i was right about that that's crazy is he a real comic uh, no, he was. Uh, he might have been the club manager slash MC. Oh, okay, I don't remember that character. Oh, you do. He's the one that says, you know, that tells uh, Sally Field at the end that she wins, and then she turns it down, and then he, he goes. I'm just saying, I can't picture him. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've flattered that you think I have that good of a memory, but I literally cannot picture the guy. Susie Esman is in that movie. Do you know that? Um, I believe that. I, I feel like I did look up the cast uh, a year or two ago, and I, that sounds familiar, even though I obviously had no idea who that was. Tom Hanks. Sally Field. John Goodman okay. as Sally Field's husband. Keep going. And then you've got um, – the thing that sticks out in my mind is um, – what's his name who passed away? Taylor Negron. Taylor Negron, yeah, uh, who's great in that, and, and legitimately funny in that movie as as himself, basically. Um Shaka Zulu. he says? <laughs> Uh, like I just remember you don't want to you don't want a carpet you want a log yeah I don't even I couldn't even tell you now why that was funny but I know it, it was his best bit cracked me and up. his best bit literally was two sentences but it was great yeah and uh, you don't want carpet. was emo in it no that's one of the worst guests ever um uh there's a guy dressed as a nun the, uh, that gentleman's name was George McGrath okay. <laughs> Pam Madison was in it. Barry Sobel. Oh, Barry Sobel. Right. Of course. Max Alexander. Barry Sobel is like uh, basically also playing a version of himself where isn't he like the hot young comic who's yeah. basically uh, putting t- Tom Hanks uh, out of business? Not really, but like Tom Hanks chokes at the end. Yeah. And Sobel's kind of like the, the guy that sort of slides into his spot. No, no, no. No? That no, doesn't no. happen? Sobel's already established. And he uh, comes oh, into, oh, right. Oh, he's the hot. Right, right. Yeah, he's the hot. Uh, and he's, yeah, he comes in to run that showcase or whatever it right. is there's, there's yeah. some weird contest <laughs> uh paul mazursky is in it uh-huh okay uh damon wayans as i mentioned right Kim greased i don't know who that is or greist oh no she's the uh, network executive okay uh who uh there's some weird tension between she and tom hanks and then cameras uh candon uh, candace cameron burr is in it really she plays carrie she's gotta be sally field's Must kid be right sally field's daughter or something all right well there you go there you have it that was fun the cast of punchline and here's Pardcast-a-thon. <laughs> uh, Mike Dude. Starr was in it. Sure. Obviously, we're bringing this up because, as you guys all know, now Tom Hanks was on Podcastathon. Oh, and, sure. Uh, so that's why we're talking about it. Yeah, but it, but they're not going to be hearing that today. <laughs> no, no. We're going to play fact, some other clips. Is it fair to say that when Tom was on, we had a technical snafu and only the people in the theater were able to... Sadly. But you know what? That kind of just makes it all the more special right. for the people who were there to witness it. What odd timing that happened right as he came on and then yeah. he came back right as he walked off. Well, he does have a some weird. I don't know if he was exposed to some radioactivity as a child, but something goes on with. The, he has. They have a lot of technical problems. That's why he's. You know, you didn't see him on the Oscars either. 
because he cannot be in a building with a live telecast. <laughs> it will ruin everything. Uh, but he's been there before. So this is you a would new... think that, but it's actually that's just a body double. Oh, I see. Yeah. All right. Well, that's he, just that. like his brother does the voice of Woody uh, mm-hmm. for Toy Story. Now his brother also has doubled for him. Was that his brother doing it at the Oscars? I believe so. I believe uh, it was. But Tim, I think Tim Allen still does Buzz Lightyear because why not? <laughs> he's he's all set. I thought maybe Tom would do it for the Oscars, but it did not sound like him. Right, it did not. You're right. Like he, th- his brother sounds very similar to him and has the same cadence, but his voice is slightly, slightly, slightly higher. Or slightly and, but, which, by the way, if you didn't know it, you wouldn't know it. Right, right. Uh, but this- once you know it, it's like seeing the uh, the little mark at the corner of like. Well, you don't see this anymore, but when you used to watch movies that were print, like actual 35 millimeter prints in a theater. You would see a little circle in the corner of the screen when it was time to switch the reel. And that's if you if you never saw it, you never saw it. But if once you've noticed it, where you did would, you first notice it? I think I was like, you know, in my 20s and someone told me that. Oh, I learned it from Fight Club. Oh, OK. Because they, he points it out in Fight Club. I never knew it existed until oh, that's Fight Club. that's funny. Yeah. Am I supposed to be talking about this? No, the, the first rule. Well, actually, you could talk about. The fact that you learned that from okay. the movie well, Fight Club. As long as you don't admit that we are both in a secret Fight Club. That no, no, would, I, will, that I would, would break never the, admit that. That would obviously break the first rule of that club. Uh, now, listen. Mm-hmm. Three stellar guests about to come. Mm-hmm. We hope you enjoy or this. Or more. <laughs> we don't know. We really we don't, don't know, know anything about what's happening. No. We're we, recording this well in, in advance. In July. Yeah, it's actually July of 2014. Yeah. Oh, a whole year and a half earlier. <laughs> yeah. This is before the podcast on before this podcast. Wow, that seems way too soon. We're just getting it out of the way now. <laughs> That's why we're talking about punchline, because we don't know any more current references. <laughs> we wish we could talk about what was happening in 2016, but we just don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, we could make something ridiculous up, like, oh, like Donald Trump's the front runner for the president. Oh, yeah, let's go. So, yeah, that's a good that, idea. That's something like something stupid, like stupid that. that would never happen. Oh, good luck to you, America. <laughs> hey, here's about a here's a half hour or so of uh, something to uh, make you forget about that. Here is <laughs> some moments from the 2016 podcastathon on behalf of the Hondra Map Map. Hello. I'm Jimmy Pardo. We'll see you next week right here on the podcast. AK47 gone, not forgotten. Uh, our next guest, folks, is another gentleman I want to say. Maybe it's fifth podcast-a-thon? Oh, it's been a lot, yeah. It's yeah. been a lot. Uh, I uh, started with this gentleman back in the Chicagoland area at a club called The Roxy. I believe it was on Fullerton. I'll confirm that with him when he walks in. You know him from what I think is the funniest show on television, Veep. It's our buddy Matt Walsh, everybody. Woo! Nice. Nice limbo. You got a limbo in. Am I good? I think you're good. You got I heard about good. a 12-inch gap between you and the uh, you bring in a little bit. tip of that thing. <laughs> That's how it was described to me backstage. The I tip? Mean, they said tip? Yeah. Stay about 12 inches away from the 12 tip. 12 inches thing. away? That's like six of my cocks. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Save that stuff for the Republican debate. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Too political. This, Too political. We've got to elevate the discourse on this thing. Yeah. Listen, we all vote our, the way that our hearts tell us, Matt. we got probably have some Republicans in here. Or your cock. Some people follow their cock on the voting sure. booth. That's a good booth. <laughs> you get to go in that booth, you see my cock, you pull that handle. That's a, that's a glo- glory booth. What's that? They call that a glory booth. Oh, Jesus, I thought people were just voting. <laughs> no. This is just something to get a free job? Yeah. <laughs> Hand job. <laughs> Matt, you were, ju- were, you ju- were you just in D.C. like yesterday? 
I was in D.C. Uh, Thursday morning, and then I went to New York for a day, and I got back from New York last night. You're shooting this television show, this Veep. Show called Veep. Uh, short for Vice President. Yes. <laughs> um, That's right. Your character's name? Uh, Mike McClintock. Is, uh... Yes. Thank you. Matt. Oh. Are these guys? I'm sorry. These guys are all in for the midnight. They're here. All, they're no, all one, in no one. No one gets to leave. This this person left. They're not. One person back. can leave. She yeah. chased one person yeah. so yeah. far. She does not care for Vape at all. <laughs> She'll come back as soon yeah, as I'm gone. Done. Let me ask you a serious question. Hey, I have a very as a as, the, as a guy that we started together at the Roxy. God, we. We taught each other so much at such a formative age. <laughs> we, I, I don't. We were just experimenting, you and I. You're talking about, oh, comedy. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I have a serious question. Go ahead. We're, you're, we're two jackasses doing sketching and comedy and uh, whatever else we were doing at the Roxy, having fun. Uh, did you ever? And I, I don't even know how to word this. Uh, do you? Do you wake up and go, how the fuck? I'm, how did I? I'm the funniest show on television. Like, is, is that exciting? Like, every day you must go, it was all worth it. Look what happened. I'm trying to fucking compliment you. Oh. <laughs> and I don't I even tr- know how to do it, because I, as we all know, I don't know how to handle real emotions. Yeah. No, I, I think I try to uh, be grateful and appreciative for it, but I tend to, like, find something negative in it, like <laughs> the fact that I'm working now, and then, like, we have these lives where, like, we have assistants taking our children to school. I'm more like, what's wrong with me? I'm from Chicago. I should be driving these kids to school every day. Yeah, so that's how I turn it into a negative. Yeah. Well, I Does don't that make sense. Wrong. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. You're right. You're, now, that you, now that you tell us that, you kind of sound like a yeah. horrible father. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, when I'm in town, I do, but you know, we travel a lot. Yeah, but if you're traveling, there's nothing you can do about that. I know, but do you know what I mean? Like, yes. Of co- I can't celebrate every element of it. I have to find a way that like, I'm not keeping the way my parents raised me consistent. You know, what have I turned into? A little bit. I'm not always kicking myself, but that's part of my answer. Do, do your parents judge you, and do they say, Matt, you should be taking those kids to school? Uh, my mom. Uh, my dad can't because he's dead. So, uh, Nice going, Pat. No, it's, he's been dead a while. So, oh, it's not, Thank God. When did we lose Mr. Walsh? I think three or four, probably four years ago. About 48 months ago? 40, yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, 48 <laughs> months ago. Uh, but yes, I, I am... It is uh, it is a gamble to be a performer because you never know if you're going to make a living, especially like in com. Well, comedy I think is the fairest of all the art forms. Is it? I think so. What? Even Wayne, Wayne. will say you're. <laughs> well, here's why Wayne. Here's why Wayne and Jimmy and Matt and. I'm with you by the way. Because <laughs> you could be an amazing musician and you could just play like Rachmaninoff, but it doesn't mean you're going to work. But if you're funny, word kind of gets out. In the community, and you'll tend to work or at least write for somebody who is funny. You comfortable with that, Wayne? I don't disagree with that logic. I stand corrected. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just dunked on you. <laughs> yeah. I just got posterized. I got posterized. <laughs> That's why I think it's sort of fair. But I don't disagree with that now that you've said it that way. Yeah, but uh, it's, yeah, it's crazy. But there to are think... some people that are hysterical that are not household names and don't think that doesn't wake me up every fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> well, my question, who do you begrudge being a household name? That's what I'd like to know. Like, what do you mean by that? Like, well, who, like, who do you be? see when he's on another poster? Like, that fucking guy. I can't tell you those names. I know. I'm kidding. I'm but kidding. you know who they are. Well, you can, you can mention Zach Braff again. That's certainly... <laughs> yeah. 
I have no, I've never met that. I have no, nothing you hate with Zach Braff. I have no problem with Zach okay. Braff. Guys I don't want there all of a sudden to be a Twitter war between me and Braff. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> fucking so Braff. Oh, you hate Zach Braff? <laughs> oh, I don't even. I, every time you bring it up, I fucking skin crawls. <laughs> I just found out. This is true. Yeah, I found out today he's not a real doctor. Chalk it up to Zach. Fucking Typical bullshit. So you're doing Veep. You're on top of the world. You're neglecting your children. No, I'm not. No, I'm a very I know you father. are. And that's, by I the am. way, I do love that about you is that you, you have not changed. We know people that have had the success you've had that have changed. Yeah. You're just, you're the same guy that I knew. Ditto. And uh, I, again, I think right some success has to come my right way <laughs> in order right for me to change. I, I don't have it. You don't have success? No. They're here for the kids. <laughs> An hour ago, yeah. they were here for me. Um, so, but but uh, uh, then, how do you how do you rationalize your head into the storm? <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. You're talking about the greatest tornado action movie in the last five years. That was, if I'm not mistaken, Matt. Nine tornadoes converged at one town at the same time. Yeah. Were there it sharks was, in the tornadoes? No, that, that's not nah, a fucking clown movie. <laughs> it's a science-based. I'd do an action movie anytime. I love. I would love to do an action movie again. You anytime. were great. But you do have to, you know, it's like, get down, come on, run. That's all you're ever saying in, a, in an action movie. It's like, come on. And then the other thing you learn, because it's all green screen later, you never see what you're afraid of. And the director's always saying, don't point. There it comes. And you're always, your instinct is to always, like, help yourself see it. And he's always, all the director ever says, don't point. We know where it is. Don't point. We get it. You're look, we know where you're looking. Don't point. But let me, let me ask you this, though, Matt. If right now somebody said, where is it? Wouldn't you go, there it is? You would point. I know, but for some reason it doesn't work in an action movie. I get it. I, I agree. Like, holy shit. That's what you would do. If there was like Maybe a... Maybe, does it seem like you're overcompensating for the fact that it isn't actually there? Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Look, it is. Let's all point at the same exact spot, because we know that that's what that is. It's a tornado. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I'm busting your ball. I thought it was great. Oh, it's fun. It's a fun movie. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a perfect popcorn summer silliness movie. Yeah, totally agree. I bet if we watch Sharknado right now, I bet everyone's pointing in every scene. <laughs> oh, it's right. a horrible movie. You're probably right. Yeah, they're... That's interesting, yeah. Yeah, I bet. Wow. <laughs> you, you, you took that way true. too serious. Yeah. He's you know an actor. What? He might be on at something here. <laughs> like it's are like, it's are you getting ready to have sad. a headshot taken? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That is they, priceless. These are too small, but yes. <laughs> can, you put one, can you put at the end of it in your mouth? You know what I mean? Like you're thinking about... Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, that's what I want. That's the guy I want to hire. Dude. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, uh, I'm in. What, what any serial need? drama, Law and Order in Miami. You do jobs from time to time. Do you ever need an uh, actor to play a blind guy? Yeah, you, you do blind? Oh, yeah, show it to him. Uh, let's see if I can do it. Now, now I won't be able to do oh, it. You can't do it on command. Is that a problem for actors? <laughs> <laughs> no, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Everybody go to, you just say everybody go to lunch. Okay. You just have to, you have to trick, he's like, an, it's like working with an animal. You have to trick him we'll into doing it. We'll just send the crew to lunch for an hour. <laughs> yeah. We'll get Jimmy ready. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy's ready. Jimmy's ready. Okay, everybody. bring the crew back in. The crew back in. Jimmy's lunch ready. Lunch is over. There, he is. there it is. What's going on, guys? Hi. Uh, Stan. Stan, we just want to ask you some questions about the murder that happened next door. Oh, yeah, I heard everything. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it. I, lost, see, I, can't even, I can't go more than one line. 
Somebody responding to this guy upsets my eye. Matt, he's right there. He's right there. <laughs> I heard it. It was coming from that direction. All right. All right. I can't do it. It hurts my we're gonna eyes. Do a vocal, we're going to do a vocal lineup, Stan. <laughs> All right. I'm listening. I'll remember it like it was just happening yesterday. Well, it was happening yesterday, Stan. I understand. Stan understands. A lot of Stan in that sense. So you're, you're doing all the parts. I'm doing all the parts. Okay. That's a good acting. Very good acting. It's a one-man show. Oh, okay. That's like a Walter Mitty kind of thing. Oh, he's incredible. Yeah. Is that the name of that movie? Mm. No. Secret mm. Life. Secret Life. Secret Life. Life. I was reading the incredible Limpet. I was thinking of Limpet, Matt. <laughs> I haven't seen that in a long time, Mr. Limpet. i got a question for you completely off topic. That's what sure. I call my penis is Mr. Limpet. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That deserved more than what it got. Thanks. <laughs> it really did. It's hard to keep up with V. Well, you listen. You got one of the funniest shows in the world. The guy's uh, he's also in the new Ghostbusters. Let's talk about that. Oh, sure. Yeah. The racist movie. <laughs> is it racist? It's so racist. Why yeah. is it racist? It's ghostist. You haven't heard this bullshit? No, please tell me. What the is it? People are upset that Leslie Jones is not one of the three main scientists, so they're finding fault in that, as opposed to when they were all mad that it was just three women. Oh, uh, yeah. See, I think that's what I, my theory is that everyone was like, I, I need another, I need a, a like a, a, a reason to hate this movie that's not going to sound bad. So it's like, oh, here we go. I can complain about this instead of just saying, hey, I hate women and I don't want to see this. Yeah, which is yeah. what people want to say, basically. <laughs> so these are the people who hate women. Now they yeah. better. they're like, oh, good. Yeah. Now we can be like, now we can be the PC cops and try to bust you guys. It's stu- stupid. It's ridiculous. So what, what, what role? Hi, I'm Jimmy. What role do you play in the new Ghostbusters? I play like a Homeland Security guy. With uh, Michael Williams, you know that guy from The Wire and yeah. Boardwalk Empire, the guy with the chalky s- white, he's got the scar yeah. on his face. Yeah, we're sort of like uh, government guys. Have you finished filming? Long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These kind of movies, they need to put them in the edit bay for like nine months just oh, to, create, I see. to create the ghosts and all those special sure. effects. So, where where oh, are the ghosts? When you see a ghost, where's the ghost? Oh, <laughs> good point. This this one was a little better because you just kind of they would have. Uh, I'm imagining a scene. There was a crowd scene where we all had to see a specter. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not giving anything. Is that a sexy marshmallow? marshmallow? Is it marshmallow man? That's all I'm going to say. Marshmallow specter. man. Is it a giant vision. Oreo? And I think there was a uh, uh, off-camera voice going like this window, that window, this window, that window, which really helped. And then there was other takes where it was like a laser dot. Where you could follow that laser. Oh, I like oh, that. That's good. That was super helpful. That's, is that, that, and that's Paul Feig's business. Paul, Fe- Paul Feig, yeah. He was not running the laser, was he? No. <laughs> <laughs> but on the microphone, he might say, okay, third window, second window, okay, now he's there. Right, right. Got Don't it. point. Don't point. <laughs> Don't point. <laughs> well, when somebody gives you that voice, <laughs> the instinct to point goes away. Mm-hmm. Like if I was in the tornado movies, like if they were yelling that over my shoulder, I would not want to point at it. No. Would eliminate that. Eliminates a point by just saying where to go. Yeah, I see. Thank you. I haven't seen the original Ghostbusters in a while, but Ernie Hudson wasn't a scientist. That's right, Pat. He wasn't. What was he in that? He ends up being. I I, I believe that's what they're saying. We have not progressed at all in thirty years. We're still just as racist as back then. I don't think it was racist back then. No, I don't either. Was Ernie hired as the driver, or just every guy to do whatever? I think the joke was is just like a guy looking for a job, and so they bring him in, and he was like, "What the hell is it?" Like he's like freaking out about it because it's so crazy. Yeah. Right. I don't know. They're trying to, in keeping with the original Ghostbusters, I think that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, he's not a spokesman for the movie. We should back off a little <laughs> okay. bit. Yeah, Sorry, I'll get in a lot of trouble if I say anything. Right? right? Yeah. No, I don't. Th- certainly, it's not racist, and nobody 
on that set was racist. The least so there isn't a giant Aunt Jemima thing coming. <laughs> <laughs> or, or a, a Mrs. Butterworth, a Mrs. Butterworth bottle. <laughs> Is it too late to pitch that? Because yeah. I actually think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Syrup, yeah, syrup everywhere. They reincarnate Mickey Rooney's character <laughs> from, from, from Breakfast at Tiffany's. Perfect. It's a seven-story version of that yes. character <laughs> that tries to destroy the city. And his glasses come down but and we crushes kill him. people. Oh, good. So yeah, not, so it's yeah. not yeah. racist. Yeah. Well, that person doesn't succeed. Good, good. That enemy doesn't succeed. But maybe that's <laughs> what the interpretation of racism is coming from. <laughs> Matt, when you're on the set of this Veep, do you guys talk about the real politics that are going on in the world? Or do you just say, is it all loosey-goosey fun? <laughs> <laughs> There's some uh, real politic conversation. There's some uh, a lot of smart uh, people on that set. So, like people like Frank Rich, who's in that world, he writes articles about that world, and uh, some of the many of the writers do articles about trends in politics and mm-hmm. such. So, yeah, there is good banter about the substance of our politics in this country. Did Frank Rich work for Hillary Clinton at somewhere? Am I making that up? Was he a consultant know. or something? Or what, I feel like there was somebody who worked on Veep who used to be in the Clinton. White House in some way. Maybe I'm totally off base. Was it you? Was it you? Were you? No. Did you know? Okay. <laughs> Never been in the Clinton. Okay, White so House. you don't have any oh, inside geez. dirt. No. Okay. I don't think I anybody. It was him too. They're all just comedy people. Like Frank is the only person from like legit. Okay, gotcha. Some comedy writers have done occasional articles on it, but yeah. But hey, yeah. Have you met the president because of this show? Never. Have you been to the White House? Yes. All right. Met Michelle Obama briefly. How'd that go? She just said, oh, my God, hi. And then she kept walking. (laughs) (laughs) That's why she's good at politics. Right? I felt in that moment she meant it. (laughs) (laughs) Got to be somewhere else. There was no awkward, like, oh, she just just kept kept moving. Yeah, kept moving. That's the way you do it. Oh, my God, (laughs) hi. You pointed. Kevin Dunn told you not to. (laughs) Hey, there she is. Put it down. Don't point at her. Uh... My yes. question, uh, uh, final question, if I may, Matt. Sure. Uh, you donated a pinball machine at one point uh, to one of our auctions many years ago. Nobody bought it. No, no, sure <laughs> Nobody bought it. You Which sir, I, I then donated it to, like, a pinball museum somewhere in L.A. Oh, you and did? he got a million dollars for it. Right. <laughs> no. Remind me what it was. It was cool. It was an Evil Knievel right. pinball machine. It's the first one to have a digital readout made by Bally's. So it was, like, 80, maybe 80, 79. But uh, I donated to this girl who has, like, an unofficial pinball museum. You, you go there and pay her a dollar, and you can play all these kind of antique pinball games. That's cool. That was cool. And she picked it up in a Prius. That's a small vehicle. Yeah. Whoa. Loaded it right work? in. Just take the yeah. legs off and take the face off. I can off. barely put my golf clubs in the Prius. Yeah. How yeah. tiny was this pinball? <laughs> Your standard? Standard machine? Standard machine. I'm sure there's some word that they, uh, some insider pinball term. What do you mean? Oh, oh that's a good deck. Uh, oh, that's, a, like that's that. a 5B. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a 5B? <laughs> 5B? Not me. I can't stand up on that. It's not mine. Uh, <laughs> Matt Walsh, I ask you this, and then I send you on your way. I know you have family function. Uh, when does Veep come back? April 24th. Love it. It's my yeah. favorite show on TV, dude. Yeah. Great. Love it. Matt Walsh, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Good luck. Matt Belknap. Jimmy Pardo. I want you, if I describe to you, if I, if I say to Matt Belknap, what do you want? What's the perfect mattress? Please, in two sentences, tell me what that would be. 
Well, it's got to have the, just the right sink, and it's got to have just the right bounce. Well, listen, you're in luck. Today's sponsor is Casper Mattress. Oh, they do that really well. These guys are obsessively engineer American-made mattress uh, at a shockingly fair price. Mm-hmm. And dig this, Matt. Right now, you can get $50 towards any mattress purchase by going to casper.com slash pardo and then using the code pardo. Do you understand? Yeah, pardo, pardo. Casper.com slash pardo. Slash pardo, and then use the code pardo. Pardo. Pardo, pardo. Uh, you spend a third of your life sleeping. Well, do it on a good mattress. Enough of the BS. Uh, you have one of these in your own home, and so you know from firsthand experience this thing is dynamite. When right? I lay next to Oliver to read him a story, I feel the comfort of this Casper mattress. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to use your words. Right sink, right bounce. Oh, I love it. Makes me, uh, I look forward to reading to them. Uh, the, and the, the great part about it is uh, they got a risk-free trial and return policy, which I don't have to use. We love the mattress. They deliver it straight to you, mm-hmm. right? They bring it to your home. You try it for 100 days. If you're not happy, call them up. They take it back. That's amazing. At the store, when you walk in, you put your feet down. You lay stiff as a board. The way nobody does with your feet on a plastic BS. Stiff as a board, light as a feather. That's how I play. Well, with Casper, you get to actually sleep on it. Oh, None well, of that stuff you just described. Okay, that's a bit better, probably. $500 for a twin, Matt. Mm-hmm. nine fifty for a king size. You're blowing my mind. You compare that to industry averages, that is an outstanding price point. Price point. Get $50 <laughs> off. You declare. I'll tell you what, Matt. You get $50 toward any mattress purchase by going to casper.com slash pardo and then using the code pardo. All right, pardo. There's an R. Pardo, pardo. P-A-R-D-O. Pardo, pardo. It's kind of like that pizza joint, but instead of pizza, pizza, you're saying pardo, pardo. Pardo, pardo. Uh, all right, dig that. You're going to get 50 bucks towards any mattress purchase by going to casper.com slash pardo using the code pardo. Obviously, terms and conditions apply like anything else in this world. So figure it out. And then you wake up. Clean and refreshed. Matt Belknap, you know that I just did a marathon. You did the L.A. Marathon. And we have a new sponsor this week where it sounds like maybe I could have used their technology to get me prepped for this. Oh, I love technology. Tell me. This is something called Mara. Okay. Uh, technology has changed the way we run. Smartphones now allow even casual runners to map their runs, create running playlists, and track their progress. However, taking advantage of these technologies has always meant stopping to look at your phone, which means losing motion and losing momentum. Yeah. Until now. What's up? Mara is a hands-free running assistant that uses voice recognition and the microphone in your earbuds to help you optimize your runs. Mm. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. As a guy that just ran 26 miles, 26.2, I did all of it, and then yep. walked to, to get on a shuttle. Yep. Uh, this sounds great. That's it, awesome. It's hands-free. Yeah. You use it, uh, your earbuds, uh, uses voice commands. You tell her, uh, Mara, uh, is apparently a lady. Yeah. You tell her what kind of run you like to do, ask questions about speed, pace, location, duration, weather, have her play albums and playlists from music library. Uh, you could have Mara speak first if you want. She could tell you how you're doing, compare you to past runs, past how records. Doing? <laughs> <laughs> She's going to warn you about changes of the weather in case you're an idiot. <laughs> you're out. Looks like looks like it'll rain. Ah. You know what comes in handy if you're in the Seattle area where Mara lives. Right. Uh, so oh, is that where she's from? Yeah, Mara's team. I love that. This is like the first step towards that movie, Her, where you just have like a, a relationship with a lady in your in your phone. Yeah. That's I'm, I'm on board. Do you I, think Siri's going to get jealous? You know what? Siri has a good sense of humor, but honestly, I'm not getting that much out of the relationship anymore. Like You're looking forward to meeting Mara. Yeah, I feel like this might be a little more useful in my life. Like I, I, I've been meaning to get back into jogging. I, I haven't done it since uh, December, I don't think. And and this is the maybe the way to do it. Well, listen, it tracks your progress. You can see all your runs, your hotspots, your rough legs. 
right? Mara recognizes what you've accomplished. So here's here's the deal, guys. Well, I don't want her criticizing my legs. What's, uh, what's she, <laughs> you know what? Mind your business. <laughs> yeah. Right? I do. The legs are just fine. I live, I live my life the best I, I know, can. Uh, mine are a little hairier than some. Jimmy's got a weird bald spot on his calf, but let's just keep it above the belt. Right? I don't need some robot mocking my <laughs> physical appearance. <laughs> Call to action is this. Go to Mara.ai. Did you hear what I just said? Oh, like artificial intelligence. Mara.ai and download your free virtual running assistant. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it today. I'm going to go to Mara.ai today, download a free virtual running assistant. Our next guest, folks, is a, uh, uh, he stole my heart and yours. Uh, in the uh, that's not the right way to say this because he's just he, but he was mesmerizing in Frost Nixon. Uh, he also is the star of Masters of Sex. Please welcome Michael Sheen, everybody. <laughs> Michael Sheen, how are you? Good. I've had strict instructions yeah. about the King's speech. It. Were you in the King's speech? There you go. Uh, <laughs> do I get points if I say yes? Is this a points show? Yeah, we get points. points. Uh, no, I'm not. In the you were not. You, yeah. uh, but this Frost Nixon, uh, you, yeah. you were phenomenal in that. Thank you very You're much. welcome. Uh, I played both parts, Frost and Nixon. <laughs> People don't realize that. No, but you did it as a stage show in, in uh, England, correct? Yeah, I'd, I'd already done it for... A year and a half by the time we did the movie of it. So I knew my lines. All right. <laughs> we, yeah, we did our last perf theater performance on the Sunday afternoon in New York. And then we were shooting the first scene of the film the following Thursday morning in L.A. Um, Refresh my memory. My, I'm just, I'm blanking. Who played it's Nixon? It's about, oh. <laughs> uh, uh, Frank Langella. Played. That's right. He played Dracula and then he plays Nixon. <laughs> That's right. Uh, did you talk about his rat rolls Dracula at all? <laughs> Every day. Every day came well, up. Every day. It's funny you should say that because you have also played a vampire. Ah. In, oh, look at this. In the Twilight movies. I have Segway Man. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you something else about that. I have played uh, a vampire and a werewolf that we call Underworld. Lichens. Underworld. Yeah. What do they exactly. call Lichens? Lichens, yeah. And that's in the, I'm sorry, the Twilight films? Well, no, that's he, in the Underworld. Underworld. Films. He was in the Twilight movies and the Underworld films. Mm. That's what's great about your career. You can do a real serious thing and then like just uh, some crazy thing and then like Underworld. Utter shit. <laughs> 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 That is what's great about my career. Uh, that's correct. That's not what I was going to say. At Let all. me ask you this about that. Uh, if you uh, are you like Brendan Fraser, where you do the uh, you do the your underworlds uh, so that you can do more artsy stuff, or you just no, no. I genuinely, I genuinely love doing utter shit. You like no, it? I, I, no, no, not at all. I love, I love that stuff. I think it's fantastic. It's I fun for you to uh, do a role like that as opposed to something uh, very dramatic. Yeah, yeah. It's much more like. Uh, acting in your bedroom when you're a kid. It's fun, like some of the biggest budget things I've done, like on, um, I don't know, things like Tron or Alice in Wonderland or stuff, stuff that's big effects things. The funniest thing that it strikes me is that they're huge budgets and like really technologically advanced stuff. But ultimately, the more technologically advanced it is, the more you end up acting to a, some guy with a long stick with a gaffer tape cross on the end of it because you have to pretend that there's a big monster there because you don't have any, you know, it's all CG'd afterwards. Right. So the, the more high tech it gets, the acting gets more and more lo fi. All yeah, the time. Yeah. <laughs> so it is like you in the bedroom hard. acting like a yeah, child. Bedroom acting, yeah. Bedroom yeah. acting. Is that, a, is that a term? That is a term. That's my term. <laughs> my, my wife does a lot of that. Whoa. Pat. 
You are, I, I you went, are way too close to that <laughs> microphone. <laughs> Wait. Finally, someone says it. That is popping like a mother oh. I think we're all popping. The problem is we can't hear ourselves. Yeah, no monitors. Ah, yeah. So okay. we don't know. That's why they brought me on here at this point, just to give you some reminders yeah. about <laughs> microphone training. technique. We need some training. Yeah. Do you know that, Clive Owen? I, I do. <laughs> I, funnily enough, you I do know. know that, Clive Owen. You get along with this guy? Yeah. Why, what has been said about him? I, I don't want to come into this halfway through. No, no, I, I just... Uh, you All right, okay. King's speech, you brought it up, and... Uh, <laughs> hang on. Do you mean... I might mean somebody else. Do you mean a different actor? Yeah. I'm racist when it comes to Brits. Right, yeah. <laughs> we all I'm look bigoted. the same. Yeah. Wait, who, wait, who the fuck am I thinking of? So you're thinking of Colin Firth? Yes. Who I also love. Him and his big head. I love it. <laughs> Him and that his solid head of his. Yeah. Colin Firth, who Colin was in the Firth. Gentleman's Club or whatever that's called. What? Kingsman. <laughs> Kingsman. <laughs> Kingsman. Like he is in Kingsman. <laughs> Him and his big head are in Kingsman. Um, well, you know, him? I once, I once uh, got at a <laughs> I once did a, a play uh, many years ago, and one of the reviews for it mentioned Michael Sheen and his great big white shiny billiard ball face. Oh no! <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can no longer remember which bit I've added to that. I think I added the billiard ball bit, but it was something like big white shiny billiard ball clown's face, something oh, like no. like that. Yeah. So. <laughs> Colin with his big forehead, me with my big, white, shiny billiard ball face. I think he's a terrific actor, as I do you. I, I lashed out at your handsome looks and his because I hate myself. <laughs> Let's be very clear why that happens. Right. But I do know that Clive Owen. Uh, is that who? No, you, you thought Clive Owen was in King's Speech. <laughs> Hang on. What did Clive Owen do? Where Clive have Owen I enjoyed his is work? in Sin City. He's nope. In the Inside uh, Man. Children of Man. Yeah. Nope. Thank you. Is he in 300? <laughs> He's in that no, TV show, The Nick. He's in The Nick, that's the right. Nick. That's his current the Nick. The Nick over yeah, there on the, Showtime? The Steven Soderbergh over nope. that Showtime. Cinemax? No, he's not. Yeah, Cinemax. Not me. Nope. No. <laughs> can somebody, can you pull up a picture of Clive Owen so I know who the hell I'm talking about? In, he's I, Inside Man. You've seen Inside Man. Inside Man with the, with the great Denzel. Right. Yeah. I can't take my eyes off Denzel. I don't know who oh, the well, hell then this is. You might have missed this guy. He was the other guy. You ever meet Denzel, Michael? That handsomeness? I wouldn't leave his side. Yes, I did. Where did you meet him? I met him. I, uh, I, hosted, I hosted an award show once, and he got the kind of big award of the, of the evening. And, uh, and I got to introduce Julia Roberts, who came on to give him the award. Gotcha. You know? and, uh, and he was very lovely. But I always remember uh, an actor friend of mine who did a film with Denzel Washington when they were really, really young. Like, the first film they ever did was with Denzel. And they said they were in a scene with Denzel, and all the way through the scene... They could not hear a word Denzel was saying. Like, they were literally sitting opposite, doing the scene with him. Couldn't understand. Kept wanting to go, what? Sorry, what? Uh, and thought, this is going to be shit. This is going to be terrible. This is never going to work. And then they watched the film and were like, oh, he's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he's just their mum, whatever it is. And he worked really well. And that's, that was a kind of a key lesson for film acting. Yeah, yeah. Don't let the actor you're acting with hear a fucking word <laughs> you say. That's the secret. <laughs> Always keep the edge. Is there are there certain actors sport. that you like working with more than others? Like when you say when they when you see uh, you're offered a role and they say so and so is in it, that you go, oh, that'd be fun to work with that guy again or for the first time. Yeah, most people I don't like working with twice. I to see. be honest. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I suppose there is kind of like I, you can see actors and directors who work together a lot, and then and I worked with the same writer a lot. So mm -hmm. this guy Peter Morgan who um, wrote. Frost Nixon and the Queen 
and I did a film called Damned United. There's Clive Owen now! <laughs> oh, he's also handsome. He's very... Also, he's, oh. he's very handsome. Well, you and the other, the Firth, the three I'm, of you. I'm not fit to be a bit of shit on Clive Owen's shoe <laughs> when it comes to looks. Disagree. Disagree with nah. you and your, your thoughts on yourself. Nah. Your self-loathing. He's gorgeous. He is gorgeous. That's... Let's not talk about that. <laughs> oh, no, another one. That's, that's a face that should be covered in hair. <laughs> Do you prefer doing a, a movie, a play, or now that you're doing the TV series, what, mm. uh, what's the most fun for you to do, or are they all the same? Ooh, good question. <laughs> um, uh, I, I really like, like, on stage doing theatre, what's brilliant is you've got the audience there, you mm. know, like, as a stand-up, you kind of know that... Having that live audience thing is amazing. But doing a play, doing the same thing every night literally drives your brain to mush. It kind of plays weird tricks on you. So I've, I tend to have a kind of mini breakdown when I'm doing plays. I've, I've done, I once um, attacked a piano on stage because I'd just gone crazy. Like it, just, <laughs> it had just literally driven me crazy. And then I played, um, uh, I played Hamlet uh, on stage, and at one point picked up the actor playing Rosencrantz and used him as a weapon to attack someone in the audience. <laughs> Wait, and, uh, in the audience? Yeah. What yeah. was the person doing? The person in the audience, the audience were very close, even closer than you are here now. And it was sort of like audience on three sides of you at a theatre called The Young Vic in London. And when I was doing um, the, my first soliloquy as Hamlet, on stage, on my own, sitting on a chair... There was a guy sitting right next to me here who just kept kicking my chair all the way through. <laughs> and I remember thinking, I'm not going to stop because I'm in the middle of a Shakespeare soliloquy, but I've got your fucking number, man. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and then I sort of calmed down through the first half, came on for the second half, and he was doing something again in the middle of a scene where I'm getting all angry with Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, and I just lost it. And I picked up Rosencrantz and ran at him and used him as a battering... <laughs> <laughs> Just suddenly, Rosencrantz felt it, found himself sitting on this guy's lap. Yeah, in the yeah. And, uh, but, of course, you're playing Hamlet, who's a bit sort of, I'm a little bit mad, and, uh, and everyone just thinks, oh, that's just oh, yeah, part that's of the show. play. Everyone accepts what you're doing as part of the play. <laughs> How did the actor react when, it was, when you, the show's over your backstage? Did he know it was... We've not worked together again. Is that right? <laughs> no, I felt terrible. I apologized profusely to him, and he was very lovely about it. But, um, but that's a scary thing. When, you know, that's when a human being picks you up and uses you as a tool? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be... <laughs> it, was, it was scary for all three of us involved, uh -huh. I have to say. I couldn't quite believe I was doing it. <laughs> right. He couldn't quite believe it was happening. And? and the guy in the audience was being attacked by Hamlet and <laughs> Rosencrantz. Rosencrantz. It was a bit weird, yeah. Uh, so that can drive you a bit mad, doing the plays thing. Okay. But it is great having the audience there, as long as they're not kicking your chair. Um, doing films, I, I, I love doing films because you can focus on little details so much. You know, when you're doing a play, you're telling the whole story, which is great from beginning to end. But with film, you can really focus on little details and specifics, and that's great. The TV thing, which I've never really done before um, on Masters, what's amazing is you tell this story over, like, literally years. Years, yeah. You know? and, and for if you're really into, like, character work, like I, I'm a character actor, I suppose, then um, you really get to explore that character over a long period of time, and I've really enjoyed that. That's been great. Uh, and uh, having sex on camera, comfortable, not comfortable? I find sex generally uncomfortable, yeah. um, whether it's on camera or not, to be honest. Um, Lizzie, who plays the, the other main character in the TV show, tells the story of how 
the first time we had to do something kind of properly sexual in the in the show, which was where she kind of takes her top off and I honk her breast. <laughs> um, I I did it and then immediately threw up into, oh. a, into, a, bus, into a bucket, uh, which. Is a good story. It's not quite true, but uh, I had been thrown up a lot that day, and I did have to leave the scene eventually and go and throw up because I was very sick. It wasn't because of Lizzie's breath. No, 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 that, you, you Although just... they are repulsive. And <laughs> <laughs> Separate issue. Separate issue altogether. Yeah. Did you ever attack anyone on set with Lizzie's breast? <laughs> that never happened. They are in themselves an attack. <laughs> they just are an attack they, on humanity. They come right at you. They really do. They really do. In 3D. <laughs> since we're since we're talking about masters of sex, um, I uh, I know just, some. Just watch it. Just watch it. <laughs> got, I need him. I need him here. Yep. Yeah. Um, I uh, I know some. Uh, I know some of the uh, the women that work in the makeup and hair trailer, and they told me that you are a really big fan of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Absolutely, I am. <laughs> I am. My. Uh, my sexual partner who will be coming on soon. Uh, Wait, was he Lizzie Kaplan? Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Uh, she has uh, forced me into watching this kind of thing. That's not what I heard. I heard that you really <laughs> like it. No, the way it works is that she, she, she makes me watch it and then she falls asleep and then I cannot stop. I'm like absolutely traumatized by it. And then she'll wake up and I'll be like... But she, he did that, and how can that? And I get so worked up. And then she just laughs at me, and now I'm obsessed by The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Yeah. I love I w- it. But when I was told this, I was like, I wouldn't have believed that in a million years. Well, we all like shit TV. We all like... This guy? Did, uh, did, does anyone else did, uh, watch the last season of, of <laughs> Bachelorette? Anyone? Do you remember Tony the Healer? Weird Tony the Healer. Anyone remember that? <laughs> well, there was this guy who was on the last season who I just thought was amazing. The best person I've ever seen on television. He was amazing. <laughs> and he had, like, this huge, violent temper tantrum whilst they were on a group date, and he was dressed as a sumo in a kind of diaper, essentially. <laughs> and, uh, and he just went mental that day, and I loved him so much. So I said something in an interview about him, and he got in touch with me. <laughs> and uh, it was my proudest moment. <laughs> Are you now friends with Tony the Healer? Tony, well... It didn't go much further okay. than that, to be honest. But uh, in my heart, I feel like we're... Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love Bachelor. Are you watching it? I don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> because I, the reason I don't watch it is you invest all that time, yep. and then they never stay together. They never stay together. Like Thank other shows... God. Thank God they don't stay together. <laughs> really. But on other reality shows, there's a prize at the end. They actually win that prize, and they get yep. to keep that monetary prize. But Bachelor and Bachelorette. But, but the Bachelor at the moment is in love with two women. <laughs> this is TV gold. <laughs> He's told them both he loves them. <laughs> One of them is going down. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be brutal. Have you watched a show called Unreal, which is like a scripted drama about... People have told movie. me about it. Yeah, I it's haven't watched great. it yet. It's amazing. Uh, yeah. That's uh, the great day. Our buddy Craig Bierko. And then who's the, the uh, Constance Zimmer? Constant Zimmer. Uh, very beautiful. Yeah. Yep. Right. Constant Zimmer. And then I forget the, the lead actress's name. Isn't the lead actress Constant Zimmer? <laughs> no. Uh, but you could say it a couple more times. I, sound, I love the way it Sherry sounds. Sherry Appleby? Oh, you're thinking about Sherry Appleby? I was thinking of yeah. Constant Zimmer. Oh. <laughs> no, I was thinking of Sher- Sherry Appleby? Sherry, I think. Sherry? Yeah, Sherry. Yeah, she's, she's great. 
Anyway, it's, it's, if you like those shows, it's fascinating because right. it's, it's a great, like, it, it's kind of peeling back the, uh-huh. you know, thing and showing how manipulative the producers are. And that's, so it's kind of about those people. Right. Kind of, but, but I think we all know that, but it's also a great sort of setting for just a crazy drama. Yeah. So. It is a great idea for it. I've drawn the line, though, at Real Housewives. I refuse. Awful. I've watched it a couple yeah. of times, and I find it genuinely distressing. I get really upset, <laughs> and, and uh, so I, I won't watch that, but... All my viewing attention goes into The Bachelor. Bachelor, Bachelorette. You ever watch Ink Masters? Is that a show you ever uh, <laughs> Oh, is that the one about tattoos? Yeah. Uh, no, I've not watched that. I, I love that's it. That's on my queue. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, Britain. Uh, uh, you should, I love it. It's my, it's my second favorite reality show of all time. Well, that's because... I, well, not, it's not because I have tattoos. I yeah, just it like is. it. It's because I love, apparently, I love Dave Navarro. <laughs> what, yeah, what's number one? Number one is Rockstar in Excess. I love Rockstar in Excess, and I loved Ink Masters. I, I, I don't like Dave Navarro at all, yet he hosts my two favorite reality shows of all time. Yeah. Were you in the Pussycat Dolls as well? <laughs> was I a member of them? Yeah. <laughs> For a short period of time, yes, yeah. I was. I uh, so. and, and I think we made some great music together, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm proud of those days. And I'm not going to let you shame me for it. Uh, Michael, we thank you for coming by today. It's a pleasure. Uh, Michael Sheen, everybody. Get out of here, everybody. All of you, go. We didn't even get to ask him about working with Ron Howard. Did what? On Frost Nixon. What do you want to bring back? No. I mean, yeah, I love. Yeah, I said no, no. He's gonna go. It was great. There's your answer. Yeah. Nice. We might have some fun. Nice like, guy for example, business. I would have said. Yeah, yeah. Fix that. Thank you. Michael, I'd like to ask you a question about Ron. Not sure. I don't. I don't understand. That's my Brian Adams. That's how I asked Brian Adams the oh, question. Jesus Christ! The worst experience <laughs> of my life. <laughs> And I've seen a snuff film. <laughs> that was, I've never been more uncomfortable in my entire life. It was life. very uncomfortable. Uh, Brian. Wait, tell the story again, because I don't. What was your, the, it was a Q&A with Brian Adams after. And he, he's a great, uh, he's a great interview. No. No, no, no he's, 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 he's horrible. And he's There's a Q&A coming at, the, out at, at the Grammy Museum. Are you telling it or am I telling it? I'm listening. What happened? No. I thought. I thought it was going to be one of those things like, wait, you complete my sentence. I'd rather... You complete, you complete me. You had me at hello. <laughs> Show um, me the money. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's got a lot of quotes. Yeah. <laughs> you can quote a lot of things from that movie. You can name a fourth. I can? I can. If you can. I can. Unless you just oh, said I it can and too. hear it. It's about how, how much your head How much weighs. your head weighs. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. That's bees, the fourth. Bees and dogs can smell fear. There's five. Yeah. We could quote five things from Jerry Maguire. That's but what that makes a good Five movie. is pretty good. I, mean, I think that's a crazy high. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, most, the more things you can quote from a single movie, the better the movie is. That's, yeah. That's your rating scale. You don't use yeah. thumbs. You use the No, I use how many quotes? quotes. Yeah. Like, let's go to Star Wars. It's uh, May the Force Be With You. Oh, my God. There's a million. There's a million. So it's it never a, stops. It's one of the greatest movies. Greatest movies ever. What about Caddyshack? You can quote every line in that movie. Right. Yeah, Fantastic absolutely. film. What about Caddyshack 2? You can quote no lines no in that movie. Terrible movie. It's not good. So, all right, Brian Adams. Jackie Mason? I don't know if that story's even Yeah, it's a zero. It's all right. Yeah, it's not time. <laughs> Seriously, if, if, know, te- if we tell it, we're going to be mad we did. Save it for 920. <laughs> save it for 911. Oh, never forget. <laughs> I'm worried you guys are going to forget to tell it at 911. No, we won't. Never. 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 Okay, okay. Do, we, uh, are we, do we need to talk more about Smile Train between these breaks? No, that's Justin's job. All right. 
we bring them Justin, up. Justin, we can't we can't say that what, what Justin was saying was. I don't think any of us realized until the first night we were there and we had this dinner, and when all the parents were showing us the pictures of their children who had had the surgery, and they were just it was it what you could see it on their faces. They were so proud. I mean, it was like showing a picture of their child for the first time, like when we show pictures. You know, when you bring them home from the hospital, I mean, mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing. It was so, amazing. Yeah. The one I always uh, go to is the father who, you know, we did not share one word of uh, the language no, uh, we didn't together. Speak, yeah. And he showed me the picture and, and his eyes welled up and he pointed at the doctor and just uh, all he said was all him, all him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was uh, from there, it was off to the tissues for me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because I was going to masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping the way he spoke about that doctor was so sexy. <laughs> Even in another language, it got Even you all. all him, all him, all me, sklunk. Sklunk? Uh, glug. You, Is that you, Spanish glug? Yeah, Spanish glug. Uh, you, you are the master of sex. I you're think. damn right. I'm the master of my own. Uh, listen, this is, you, you know, this, uh, Belknap and, and Hochberg and myself, we love the factor meals. In fact, Garen Cockrell's gotten on board with the factor recently. Yeah, he's into it. I we, mean, who wouldn't like it? And once you try it, you go, Hey, this is good stuff. Once you factor, you can't go back there. Yeah. It's like that old Yo Gabba Gabba song. Try it. You'll like it. I never was on board with Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> And nothing has changed as I've gotten older. Yeah, in the, in I, I the imagine, sixteen years since I've watched it, I've not gotten on board. I imagine it do, doesn't age well. It was very of the moment and very. I think it was very of the pre me. Like I think it was hipster even prior to me. What? Like before I had a kid. It, it, oh yeah, it, it sure. was prior to Oliver's. Where I don't. I don't know if it's even still around. I hope not. We don't have time to talk about it. <laughs> what's no, going on? With we're here to talk about Factor. Yeah. Although you know what. Pop a factor into the microwave. Two minutes later, this baby's ready. Uh, you sit down. Watch some Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> sure. Enjoy your factor. Yeah. Right? Get in there. Get the wiggles out. That's somebody else, right? No, that, oh, no that's get them. Get your sillies out. Get your sillies out. Yeah. Wiggles are another kid's thing. Yeah. And those guys, I got no, I got no truck with those guys. Good. Uh, they've got over 35 different meals, more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Various different, you know, look, if you want chicken, they got chicken. You want a beef thing, they got beef thing. You want to bump up to a to a gourmet meal, they got mm. filet mignon. Mm. They've got, uh, they, they had lobster the other day. Oh, my God. Oh, they got all, this, all sorts of things over that. there. They got delicious things over there. Head to factormeals.com slash pardo50. Use code pardo50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That is code pardo50 at factormeals.com slash pardo50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factor, good food, fast. Hey, hiring's hard. So hard. So ZipRecruiter's there to make it easy. So easy. That a boy, Matt. You did exactly what I was hoping for. We don't plan these folks. We don't script these out. We we sit down. We go, uh, hey, let's do a ZipRecruiter ad. And then I, I just say something, and then Matt responds. And it's very, very, never not funny. Very brand. organic. Uh, very organic. We both turn into James Austin Johnson <laughs> doing Trump. Very organic. They're talking about organic. <laughs> Hey, see why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. That's 24 hours. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. Go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. Once again, that is ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. Look, we haven't had to hire anybody in a long time, but I know there's people out there that have a small business and they do. Yes. And uh, look. I don't want to do that job. If you wanted to work, you would go work uh, as a headhunter if you cared, if you enjoyed hiring people for, you know, if that was your your passion. It's not mine. No, it's, I don't, it's not mine either. So, my passion's the opera. 
<laughs> Obviously, we all know that. Okay, I just want to make from, sure. From longtime listeners know that you love the I opera. want to make sure that everybody's reminded of it. So just leave it to the professionals at ZipRecruiter. Let them do it. Let their technology help you so that you don't have to waste your time finding great candidates. That's exactly right. By the way, we have tickets for the opera coming up. I'm going to hire somebody to go in my place. <laughs> uh, that is my passion. My passion for the opera is to avoid it. Yeah. Uh, ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. Z-I-P-R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R.com slash Pardo. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. What? I don't know. Is that another sign? How great is a British accent? I love it. He could talk all day long. He could talk about anything. Anything at all. Bananas. He could have talked more about those Twilight movies. Oranges. Have you guys seen those Twilight movies? He's great in those Twilight movies. That's what Elise says. She loves those, and she's going to be bummed that she missed him. Yeah, he's Strawberries. Yeah, he's really great. Guy, guy, guy that doesn't understand what's happening. Our next guest, uh, guest folks, this is uh, be no surprise considering mm-hmm. Michael Sheen was just here. Please welcome the great Sarah Silverman. Wayne Fetterman playing the song he knows. <laughs> I'd like to say unfair, but fair. Yeah. yeah. No, even he was like. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Hey, Sarah, how are you? I'm well. How are you? I want to address something immediately upon your arrival. Right. The last time you were here, you told us they were talking. They asked you to play Rizzo oh, on yeah. Grease Live. Oh, that's right. You obviously did not do it. Well, look who did was phenomenal. She was great. Yes. No, oh, well, because they didn't ask me to play Rizzo. Oh, who they asked you to play? Frenchie. But oh, Frenchie. Let me, just, let me just say this. I know you're, what you're going through in your minds right now. I need to explain. This was like two years ago they called, and they clearly didn't know. They were clearly considering having another old person cast like they did in the movie. Like, but I was really old. I mean, just like, I was like, I'm 40. I can't play a kid in high school. All right, right. 42. <laughs> 43. <laughs> Do you happen to know of any of the other people they were thinking about then? I don't know, but my manager and I were laughing so hard. Like, what was their plan? If they wanted me to be someone who was playing a 17-year-old right. person... You don't think you can pull it off? I think you're a good actress. I, I, I don't... Yeah. All right. I, I see that you're kidding. But, you but know, I did watch it, and it was so good. It was great, right? It was yeah. the best of all of those, yeah. of, uh, of the live musicals. It was definitely the best of all of those. And really. that Carly Rae Jepsen, she did a nice job. Mm-hmm. That Vanessa Hudgens, is that her name? She was phenomenal. Yes. She was great. She was really great. That Sandy, that... Uh, Huff. She, she looked Huff. just like Sandy, too. Yeah. And I like that. I like that she looked just like Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> yeah, that kind of bummed me out that the the, um, the guy didn't look as much like Travolta. But he was great. He was really good. He great, was like a Broadway boys. star. Yeah. yeah, he was good. Everybody. You know what's funny? You have a little bit of a Didi Khan thing, like French, you know what I mean? Well, um, in that I have a... She's not really nasal, but she has a quirky... Character person voice, <laughs> yes. And she, I, I wanted like the. This is the thing that's missing, even in this Greece. But this, this one was much better because there were some moments that had crowds. 
it's so awkward when they do these live musicals and there are, is no audience. Yeah. And yeah. even if it's a straight musical, there's always comic lines and they just fall <laughs> flat. Yeah, like yeah, The yeah. Wiz. I know The Wiz was a big success, but there's so much comedy in it and it just goes beat, beat, <laughs> beat, beat. It's so embarrassing. Yeah. If, that's what I would be all for canned laughter. If they can't have an audience in the studio for whatever reasons. You want to pipe it in. Pipe it in. It's so uncomfortable. What about the actress Piper Laurie? You comfortable with her being involved? Yeah, she could just be like, ha, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't name one movie she was in, yet I chose that uh, name. Carrie. Oh, she and Carrie? Yeah. Did she play? She's Carrie's mother. Carrie's mother, yeah. Thank you, Pat. They're all going to laugh at you. <laughs> <laughs> That's her, yeah. Scary. I don't know what I love more, the impression or your reaction to it. <laughs> yeah. I did, because I don't do many impressions. I mean, you know, I do a, a classic Robert De Niro. Did you and hear it? <laughs> I don't do a talking, but I just do this part. And I will say that I do understand now that it doesn't look like him, but inside my face it does. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not okay. bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I do Nev Campbell, which oh, is also a non-speaking. All right, one. here we go. A non-speaking Nev Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> Are we good? Uh, I guess I'm pretty great. Let's run them all down. What what uh, what other? Uh, now you just hosted SNL. Did you? I, I didn't see that episode. Did you do uh, any? I just did a year ago in October. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. No, that's. Pr- I still say that's recent. It was 2014. No. Oh yeah, I guess so. <laughs> well then, never mind. Fuck you and that credit. <laughs> <laughs> too too harsh. Um, <laughs> was it was it weird Was it weird being there to host? Because when you were originally on, they really didn't utilize you enough. So was it weird to be? Oh, now I'm hosting. Look at me. It was exciting. It was like exactly 20 years. From when I was there. So for the monologue, I uh, took questions. You know, I did a little stuff, and then I go, I'll take some questions. And then I had them, because all I really did when I was there in terms of performing was I would be the, like, a plant in the audience for when they would do a fake questions (laughs) from the audience. So I used all me from 20 years ago asking (laughs) questions. And I was just like, oh, you are so adorable. Yes, dinosaurs are, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. Uh, and, but I, I, my question was going to be, did you play any celebrities, uh, uh, or were you just doing characters when you hosted? I did Joan Rivers in the first sketch because she had just died. And um, I felt like she would love that. And I, uh, yeah, so I, we did Joan Rivers roasting in heaven, like a roast in heaven. Heaven. <laughs> How do people talk about heaven like grown adults, like it's real? Oh, okay. He, like everyone running for president believes in heaven. I listen. Like, do they think that like they're gonna like float on clouds on fluffy clouds? Oh, here or something? we go. Okay. Um, Sorry. I'm not trying to I be didn't a bully. Know I, was I just can't Penn get Gillette. my head around it. Like. What? I didn't know I was booking Penn Jillette. I didn't know I was booking Ricky Gervais. Leave your bullshit behind. I, We're all God's creatures. All 
I know is that I don't know, but heaven? I mean, like, come on. <laughs> I know I heaven must be missing an angel. What do you think of that? I think I'm pretty. <laughs> Wayne, Wayne went. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that was the perfect Don Rickles delivery you just did. And Wayne went. Hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was perfect. Yeah, that would have been if I did that. Yeah, yeah, that. You did do that. No, I went. Wayne, Wayne went. Oh yeah, I you didn't did go. It. <laughs> I compliment you, and you refuse it. You know what? Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yes, and. Well, you should always just add a compliment, shouldn't you? Yes. <laughs> Who would negate a compliment? And. Other than <laughs> asshole. What, uh, now, you're also on this program, this Masters of Sex. Is that where you met Michael Sheen? It's not. We were lovers pre. Is that true? How does that happen? Well... What happened was, uh, we were driving in the car, and then he goes, Michelle, who runs the show, Michelle called me, and I can't do accents, but (laughs) Michelle called me and said that they want you to play Helen, and is that awkward, because they had always had me in mind for Helen, because Helen's actually mentioned in the pilot. And then I was like, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Like, do I talk in, like, an old-timey ta- voice or something? He's like, no, just talk in your voice. Mm-hmm. That's not a good impression, At right? All. He was just here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he wasn't just here, we, could all, we would all buy that. It would sound great. But the fact He's that we like, just heard... Doi, 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 doi. <laughs> I don't have an ear for accents. But, but uh, is that why you do the nonverbal impressions? I do the nonverbal can you do a nonverbal Michael Sheen? Um, he said something amazing, uh, actually, yesterday. Can I say it? Well, I didn't hear no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I wrote it down. It was so good. I'm not going to remember it. I think I can. I think it's okay to say it. He said, I couldn't tweet it, but I could do it in stand-up. Okay. This, I think this qualifies as an in-between. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I can't remember what had happened, but he was getting dressed, and then he's like, there's a human person at the other end of this penis with thoughts and dreams and feelings. It's <laughs> <laughs> so cute. I wrote it down. What was happening? I know you said you don't remember. I now have to know what was happening prior to I mean, <laughs> something... It, we were... We were post-coital in some way. I'm listening. And slower, please. <laughs> and slower, please. I'd like to hear more about his... Uh, uh, go ahead. <laughs> well, she told you. There's a human There's being. a human being with feelings <laughs> at the end of that penis. Yeah. I guess I was... You know, I must have been objectifying him in some way. <laughs> what? Now, you leave here, a Sarah Silverman, a Mike Sheen. You mm. leave the Acme Theater on a Mike Saturday Sheen. night. <laughs> It's true. He's not a Mike. He's so At not all. a Mike. Uh, what, what did the two of you do now? Do you go to a motion picture? Do you go and have some dinner? Do you just go home and relax? What's on the agenda? Well, we're going to go to my place, and um, we're going to get we're going to find something to re-gift to our friend whose birthday it is, and then okay. we're going to go to his birthday party. So that's going home like and a finding a bottle some- of wine, a nice, nice bottle of wine. 
And then I have a box of fart um, remote control fart machines that are always good gifts. A, bo- a box of them. I bought a box of ten of them because they're great gifts, so I just keep them in my pantry. Pantry. Who are you, Leslie Nielsen? Why do you have that? Because everyone loves it. <laughs> Oh, you don't even like, like, I I agree, like, it's weird. I'll say, oh, can we say anything out here? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'll say pussy. Whoa. No, no, no. It's a charity. (laughs) It's a charity for children, Sarah. They don't know from the puss. Masturbate to the. (laughs) Go ahead. You just said, don't you like masturbate to the before and after pictures? That is not what I said. That is not what I said. That is not. That is not. I didn't. I don't deny masturbating to it. I know. Just not the not I the know. children's I made photos. it worse. But I was watching backstage and I was getting choked up. And then when he turned it around, it was great. Yeah, comedy. Um, comedy does that. All right. So wait. What are you? So you? Oh, the fart machine. You were going to say you also fart is gross to me. The word. Yeah, fart. Hate it. Yeah. Hate it. But, but the, you know, kids love the remote control fart machines. Uh, when we used to work on the Sarah Silverman program. Oh, thank you. In <laughs> um, the writer's room, we were right outside, and if someone was walking by, we had him, like, in planters, and it gave us great, great joy for some reason. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I hate the premise of this. But that would make me laugh every single time. We would, I mean, we were such idiots. We'd hide behind couches and watch, <laughs> see what their react. We just wanted to see their reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were like your own private candid camera. Yeah. <laughs> Without was... the cameras. Or that candid. <laughs> it was nothing like it. Doesn't, does Oliver think uh, farts are funny? Every time. Yeah. yeah. Every time. I mean, and don't I, you have joy through seeing I farts through him. his eyes? <laughs> Get in your room, filth ass. <laughs> That's what I say to him. That Bill phrase ass. is worse than a fart. What yeah. you just said. Don't say it. That, you, that's, uh, you don't like filth like vocal exercise. Filth ass. Filth ass. Filth ass. Filth ass. Filth ass. Filth ass. What's this? That's uh, King's Speech. Stay that far away from the microphone. Did you not see the great Clive Owen in King's Speech? <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? That's Owen Benjamin. That's not Owen Benjamin. It's Owen Benjamin. <laughs> Who is it? Is it Benjamin Orr? Who is in that? Colin Firth. Colin Firth. That's the guy from uh, 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 that True Detective. No. No. The Kingsman. That's Colin Farrell. Right. A lot of names. Sarah, you were very good on Rick. There's our... Oh, that's, that's very helpful. That is very helpful. That is great. Again, These are the Michael. Brits. Wait, th- that's not the same guy in all those pictures? <laughs> no. That's a different guy. Those are three equally handsome men. Oh One of them was just here. The other two don't know I exist. <laughs> I'm not even sure Michael knows I exist. You don't know the other two's names. So Colin Firth know. and Colin Farrell. Are no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Colin Firth and Will Farrell. <laughs> Colin Firth and sports announcer Pharrell. <laughs> Anybody? Baseball. What? Who listened to that junk? You go that guy we over. Did. Apparently, we did. The world famous singer Pharrell. Oh, he's happy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, Sarah was. You were very good on Real Time last night with Bill Maher. Thank you. Yeah, that was excellent. Did you guys see? It? 
so stressful because there's no way to prepare because there's even if there's a pre-interview, he's not going to say a single thing from it. I've never uh, had the pleasure of being on the program. I, I would be a mess. I would mumble my way through it because mm-hmm. I don't understand what's happening. Because uh, I would be afraid everybody on the panel is uh, much smarter than me on the topic. So right. I would uh, go into a panic. Yeah, it's probably best you stay off of it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but uh, he, did, he gave you a nice compliment. He said you would make a great co-host is what he said. He said that he and I would do, be a great morning show if either of us woke up in the morning. Oh. <laughs> well, that turned out to go from a positive it's to a negative. Yeah, you may have misunderstood what he said. <laughs> I watched it this morning. Uh, you get along with Bill Maher? Is that a fellow that does? I do. You do. You're the one. You know why? <laughs> because he loves me. He, for some reason... You know how, like, everyone has that one person that just tickles them? Mm-hmm. Like, if I see Natasha Legera walk into a room, I'm already laughing. Mm-hmm. She just tickles me so much. She's all, she, yes, she's a brilliant comedian, but she doesn't need to do anything. For me, her presence just, like, makes me smile. And for whatever reason, I am that for him, and that tickles me. Yeah, because yeah. I, he just starts laughing, and it's funny. And then he, I tickle his belly yes. and he's laughing. <laughs> it's funny. Well, he's not alone. Listen, watch this uh, send off. Okay, let's get he's not alone. Uh, we also love you. Thank you, Sarah Summary. <laughs> Hey guys, just want to remind you, you can get the full Podcastathon package at NeverNotFunny.com. That's 12 hours of video and 12 hours of audio. Audio files and video files, you get it all for $19.99. Proceeds do benefit Smile Train, so it's for a good cause. No reason not to do it. You can relive the entire show. If you, if you watched it Saturday, awesome. You can uh, go right to your, high, your favorite parts or uh, maybe watch or listen for the first time if you didn't get a chance to check it out live on, uh, on Saturday. So that is NeverNotFunny.com. All you have to do is create an account and uh, log in. You'll go right to the premium page there where you will see the package uh, available for sale now you can download it now this is record time we got this together in record time which is pretty exciting and also don't forget to check out our still active auctions uh, from the front page of nevernotfunny.com you just click the bid link and you can see all the great auctions that are still up and running again 100% of the proceeds for that go to smile train so uh, you're you're doing a good thing by bidding on that and uh, we appreciate all the support we broke a record this year we raised over $180,000 so far and we we want to keep going we want to raise more money so uh you can help out just by buying that package or bidding on an auction or do both so we appreciate the support and now back to the show our next guest folks is a first timer here at Parkcastathon, and that is all due to scheduling this is a gentleman who uh, will go out of town for thanksgiving and uh I, the second we moved it i said you know what hopefully this guy can make it this year bang for buck top five funniest men on the planet please welcome andy daly everybody <laughs> is not as bad as everybody's saying backstage. Oh, boy. (laughs) Give it time. A classic. An audience burn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Wayne. You know Wayne? Sure, I know Wayne. Say hello. No reason not to. Yeah, I did. (laughs) Oh, I did. (laughs) Hi. For years, I've wanted to do this show. Right? And here I am doing it. It's finally happening. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was a bigger deal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 
<laughs> it's all right. <laughs> I kind of built it up in my mind. I should tell you this. Well, maybe this will make you feel better. We uh, we've raised uh, close to uh, forty-two thousand dollars already. That's it. Well, that's <laughs> that's going to be matched though. So whatever we raise, by whom? It. By a mystery contributor? A mystery know. contributor? Is that for real? Yeah, I think that's Jeff hilarious. Franklin. I think you think Jeff Franklin, Franklin. <laughs> from Full House. I like to think it's Barbara Corker, the producer of Full House, Jeff Franklin. We talked about him earlier. Is he on board with Fuller House? I believe he is. Yeah, great. Matt Bell, Matt Bell, got a lot of that. I trust their word. I don't know for sure if he is or isn't, but they tell me he is. So, Andy Daly, you have a young daughter. Matt, you also have young daughters. Are you watching the Fuller House? Not even close. We haven't come within a mile of it. We, no? haven't even th- we haven't thought about it. Was it on Netflix? I think it's on the Flix. Yeah. Maybe I'll check it out. Did Peter Cetera come back for it? I don't know. He did not get him for that either. But what about the Olsen twins? Are they on it? No, they're not. No. Ironically, they are going to reunite with Chicago, though. <laughs> now, the Olsen twins, did they, th- for the run of Full House... Play one person? They did, yes. So it's problematic to have them back. Which one do you choose, right? Right. Or maybe you have one do uh, one week and have the other one do the next week. Here's here's yeah. my thing, though. <laughs> because they were so small. They were such small children. Yeah. Who cares if it's them? Just bring any actress in right. to play that part. It's an, She's an adult now. So well, why does it have to be them? Cool. Or either of them. Uh, cool, cool it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait, what is it? Cool it, dude. Cool it, dude. Cut the it w- out. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares whether it's the Olsen twins? You know nothing of show business. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean with the other characters, you could tell that if, if they recast right. a, one of the other ones, you'd be could like, that's you? not them. Could you? <laughs> those Olsen, when they were babies, those Olsen twins looked like chimps. <laughs> they really did. They, they did. Now, now, now they're beautiful young ladies, I guess. Yeah. But back then, when they were babies... That's one of those things a lot of people have agreed not to say out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't invited to the meeting of things not to say. <laughs> So we all think it. We just don't. It's one of those, Pat. It's one of those. those. All right. We all think it. What? uh, I was always creeped out by when they had that uh, that countdown to when the Olsen twins would turn eighteen. Like so, they'd be legal. What the fuck are you talking about? I never understood that weirdness. That like uh, the Olsen twins are going to be. So you've been lusting since they were seven months old. What are you talking about? Creepy. That's what. Any of your thoughts? Fuck a chimp. These are these furries that were talked about earlier. I've never What's been... What's the uh, age of consent on chimpanzees? <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be lower, right? It's got to be because they it's can't... Gotta they, be lower. They yeah, can't they're... argue it. They can't fight about it. They, they will fight about it. They, they will fight throw, about it, yeah. <laughs> they will throw their feces at you. That's true. <laughs> throw a suitcase at me. <laughs> well, if you're, if you're Danny Thomas, you're into that. Yeah. Is that an American tourister uh, reference? <laughs> I think it's a Sam, maybe Samsonite. I think it's Samsonite. Those are gorillas, Frank. Yeah. I think those are gorillas. <laughs> oh, I don't want any part of a gorilla. They like rough sex. <laughs> but there he is. They're what do we got? Hey! hey! The Olsen twins playing at Trump. Oh, come on. No. <laughs> Both of them right there. Mary Kate and Ashley. They're identical. They got the same trombone, same room. They they haven't been children in 25 years, yet I'm defending them. I don't understand my... They're billionaires. They're billionaires. They're billionaires, Andy. That's what they're up to now. Just being billionaires? Yeah, they sit on top of their money. They look down on us and their furs and their pearls. Uh, They don't scare me. (laughs) Andy Daly, what does scare you? Oh, what scares... That's a great question. Thank you. I can't think of anything I'm scared of. Roller coasters. No, I don't like to go upside down. But they don't scare you. Not really. 
Mm-hmm. Rats. What about rats? No. Okay. Oh. <laughs> you just you just found uh, the yes. petrified remains of a squirrel in your this house. This is remarkable. <laughs> what? I, I wonder. I'm trying to think how I would find the photo. It would be a pain in the ass. Wait. So wait, how do you know this, Matt? I uh, from uh, I posted it to yeah. the World Wide Web. I had we had some children over at our okay, house. Where'd you where'd you post it? To the World Wide Web, Jim. I understand. <laughs> he has an Angel Fire account, and he uploaded the photo to that. It's not it's not literally a web. I see. But it's like it's almost as though there are these destinations. I see. That you can access uh-huh. through devices okay. that appear and feel as though they're connected web-like. I see. <laughs> and it's throughout the world. The whole world. <laughs> Apparently. It's worldwide. <clears throat> so I'm told. All right. So you ha- you're, uh, So we were in a, we're, we moved to a new house, relatively. Not that new, like four months or something like that. First time we've had a bunch of kids over to the house. The kids are frolicking in the backyard. And I see them reacting to something in, in this, like, stone wall. Uh, they're standing by going, Whoa. and I look, and there's like, there's like a brick missing from the wall, just one little brick missing from a, and I, which I'd never noticed before. And in that gap, there is a long dead rat, like years, and it's frozen in this position, <laughs> <laughs> like standing upright in this gap in the wall. And it was, it was terrifying. It looked horrific, and it had these gigantic teeth. And so we called out animal control the next day. The guy came in like a half an hour. And I was like, you got to tell me what happened there. Like, why is he like that? What, <laughs> right? Why is he frozen in this horrible position there? And he was like, oh, I don't know. It seems like he could have got out of there if he wanted to. I think he just chose that place to go. <laughs> Which is amazing that he's like, it's time to die. I better climb into that one gap in the wall and go like this. <laughs> And in the hope that some kids will find me. How, why was the... <laughs> just, just like that. Just like that. And it may be that he was a vampire rat. It was maybe. enclosed into the wall, Lestat style. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe. Maybe there's just one of the options. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was I going to say about that? Nothing. Go ahead. You're still thinking about things that you're afraid of. Yeah, but, uh, so, oh, yeah. so you, you were not afraid of that, just an interesting story. I wasn't going to touch it, you know. <laughs> I called animal control. Certainly. I wasn't afraid of it. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was in your, uh, you're hearing rustling around up in your attic? What if you hear that? Does that no fra- problem. No I'm problem for you. I'm not worried. Animal control again. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this. All uh, right, what all if right. your car breaks down in a uh, neighborhood that you're not comfortable being in? Is that scary at all, dude? I'm comfortable in all neighborhoods. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Sure. You can take me anywhere. What about uh, somebody uh, frames you for something and you're sent to jail? I believe in our justice system. <laughs> I think I'd get out of there. Nothing scares you. What about being forced to become addicted to heroin? <laughs> being forced to like become they, addicted to like every day. Like they, French Connection 2. Yeah, French Connection 2. You guys style. are just they, going through plots of review, I think, <laughs> at this point. <laughs> All from the show that he's on. Yeah, we did. We covered all this on review. Um, that sounds to me extremely inconvenient, <laughs> but, but not, not scary. Afraid. But not scary. No heights. heights. What about heights? I'm cool with heights. <laughs> How about lows? <laughs> depths. Say lows. No. Depths. Oh, depths. I've been to. You ever been to Howe Caverns up there in uh, upstate New York? I, I've been there. I yeah. enjoyed it. 
And you don't get much deeper into the earth. <laughs> well, what about in the ocean? What about you get the bends? Oh, there we go. You're deep diving. You're, you're afraid. Or a big wave hits you, and you might not come back up. Here's what I'm afraid of. I'm listening. <laughs> My children being swept out to sea. Oh, God. Okay, that's, yeah. that's, that's a good yeah. one. That's typhoon. You reminded typhoon. me. Right? <laughs> yes, that's my. Be- that's why I don't like to go to the beach. When I'm at the beach, I'm the least relaxed person in the world. When yeah. my kids are there, I'm just standing there the whole time. Do you go down to water's edge, or do you sit up on the on the I'm beach? Ri- I'm on them. You're right there. I'm on them. Yeah. yeah. Refresh our memory. Your children. You got. To, I want to say Daphne. That's right. You named her after your favorite Scooby Doo character. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing that joke. How old's your daughter? <laughs> eight. I've been doing that joke for eight years. Yeah. Wait, wait. She turned eight. When's her birthday? June. In June. So she'll be nine in June. She's about to be nine. Uh, right before Oliver, who is in September. And, oh. uh, and if I'm not mistaken, we do have something else in common. Uh, you were married on what day, sir? May 22nd, 2004. Pat, what were you doing on May 22nd, 2004? I was at Andy Daly's wedding. Nope. <laughs> no? Uh, no. You were at, you were? I was a groomsman. No, I was fucking plastered at yes, your wedding. At my wedding, the very same day. Same yeah. day. Still, to me, fascinating. That is Isn't that crazy. interesting? And, and I, as we were recently discussing, the judge who married my wife and I, it turns out, was John Wayne Gacy's defense attorney. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that fun? And to add more weirdness to that, the woman that uh, married Danielle and I, her father was uh, Larry Harmon, was Bozo. <laughs> Wow. So, so John Wayne Gacy wow. dressed up like a clown. Yeah. And, also uh, Chicago, right? Uh, no, Larry Harmon was from uh, Nationwide. Oh, okay. Bob Bell. But still bizarre. Yeah. Clown okay. related. Yes. <laughs> How about this one? Pardo had a secretary named Daly. <laughs> Daly had a secretary named Pardo. Very strange. Very All right, strange. so you, Daphne is eight years old and... Uh, Gracie is three. Gracie's only three. Three and a half. Three and a half. Three and a half about to be four years old. Come later this year. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, how often do you go to the beach, though? That seems, before, that seems young. Uh, yeah, I try not to go to the beach. I don't like it at all. My wife is always suggesting, like, I'll bet you tomorrow. She'll say, we could go to the beach. Oh, is that right? That'll and be I, an option on most Sunday. Most Sundays, I've got to weasel my way out of it. <laughs> how about weasels? Weasels scare me a little bit. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, when are you coming across these weasels? <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you this. I don't think ever in my life. But I, I know that I've, I saw one. I might be a little frightened by it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know weasels from uh, stoats and ferrets. Or possum? What about a possum? Sometimes you see those. You know my feeling on the possum. I feel so sorry for the possum. Why? It's but not attractive, and there's no reason for it, and everybody unnecessarily hates it. It's a but if you were confronted event. with it, it's, it's like... No, I go look at your like little, little guy. It's a big, blanched rat. I don't like that. It's just like... Uh, it's gross. I got no problem with that. Then the, it's got that yeah. silent O, too. Oh, yeah. He plays games with that, too. Yeah. Possum or opossum, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like an optional O. Yeah. Make a decision, possum. <laughs> look at look at how fun that those guys are. Is that a weasel? Wow. What is that? I think that's a weasel. That's a weasel. Really? Yeah. You ever play that game Pop Goes oh, the Weasel? That's a badger. I mean, oh, that's badger. a badger. That's a badger? Well, why is there a picture of a badger? Nobody mentioned a badger. <laughs> Nobody. Not one person mentioned badger. You never get to it. Oh. <laughs> never going to get to Up in the booth. Get the badger picture ready. <laughs> There were no pictures available on the Google image searches for weasels or... Uh... Strictly Badgers. All right. Well, get off strictlybadger.com. You'll find something else then. Strictly Badger. get the whole internet here. I see. Fair enough. This is, the, uh, this is the first caricature of you for Podcast-a-thon. What do you think of that? I think it's fantastic. That a boy, Andy Daly. Yeah. Positive energy, baby. I love it. That is a way I stand. 
Oh, the little guy. Yeah, the little guy. That's kind of your review logo, is it not? I don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> but that is the way I stand. Speaking of review, let's uh, talk about it. Is that coming back at all, or is it is it over? Both. <laughs> <laughs> yes, coming back. We're going to do some more. Uh, like we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. How many more is TBD? And it's going to be a kind of a wrap it up situation. Close and shop. Close it up. Close uh, up the bag. For now, <laughs> maybe it'll be a Fuller House situation. Yeah. You bring it back 30 years later. Yeah, bring back the chimps. <laughs> <laughs> what, what if they say... <laughs> what, if, what if they said, you know what, we're going to bring it back for one. <laughs> what do you mean? Just one episode. One episode? Yeah. Uh, not unlikely. <laughs> oh, you're not happy with that decision. <laughs> That's a you, good face. You were filming in Woodland Hills one day. You were at the corner of Canoga and Ventura in front of a, in front of a jewelry store. Sure. I think season one. Yes. And I drove by and I saw you and I rolled my window down and I yelled, Andy Daly! Like yeah. I yelled at me and then you were like... <laughs> but you, didn't, you didn't give a finger, you didn't wave, you just went, oh, okay. Andy, I, let me ask yeah. you, did Pat ruin a take? No, they weren't. They weren't shooting at that point. I think no, it didn't ruin a take. Just ruined the day. <laughs> uh, but exciting news! You, uh, you're, you're about to do a situation comedy pilot, That's or have right. you already done it? No, we're going to do it in a week or two. And, uh, can you tell us anything about that? Yeah, I don't know. It's a pilot, and I don't know how much people talk about pilots. Yeah. you know what I mean. But it's uh, it's just we're making a pilot for ABC. Where Hopefully, you'll pick it up. And who's the uh, who's your wife? Anna Gunn. Anna Gunn. Oh, from right. from, from Deadwood. And Breaking from Bad. Breaking also Bad. from Deadwood. Deadwood and Breaking Bad, two of the greatest shows in the history of television. Maybe this will be the third, Andy oh. Daly. Yes, the third. She's best. got nothing but success on her side. That's probably true. At least Deadwood was good and Breaking Bad. And we don't need to look up the rest of the resume and hope to find failures. To <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's all good. I only know her from two things, and both of those, I think, are phenomenal. So. Yeah, no, she's great. I'm scared. I'm frightened. Aha, you motherfucker, you're scared of that. Ah. My children being swept out to sea and not being able to keep up with Anna Gunn. (laughs) Those are my two fears. Uh, (laughs) She's your wife in this? Would she be your wife? Yeah. You get to kiss up on that, right? What do you mean? What? Oh, I see. What? It's the most uncomfortable question I've ever heard in my entire life. (laughs) And I've been asked to murder a man. (laughs) What, uh, uh, so you start next week, you're going to have what they call a table read. You get around the table, you read the script, then you get it on its feet. Yes. At some point in there, I get fired. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we're doing a table read. It's going to be fun. That's going to be... Uh, listen, I'll tell you. That's going to be this upcoming Monday. This Monday, we're going to do the table What read. lot are you doing this at? What? What? What, 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 uh, what studio lot? <laughs> I think we're going to do it over at Disney. Right over the Should Disney. Should I reveal all this? I don't think so. <laughs> no. No. I've made a lot of mistakes by asking. <laughs> I've led you down, and you're It'll an honest man. Can you talk at all? About, you did a, uh, a pilot with Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo, right? Yes, I did. Are you allowed to talk about that? Probably not, but here I go. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh... <laughs> yeah, it was originally called Chev and Bev. <laughs> oh, boy. Because <laughs> right. it was Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo. And they were, it was a very funny script and a funny cast. Martin Mole was in it and Julie Haggerty was in it. But it did have this premise that their daughter died and so they were raising their grandchildren. It was quite a sad jumping off point. Jesus. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was interesting. This, it was, um, I don't care. This is, it's the first time I've ever seen this. Like, uh, Chevy had 
uh, uh, cue cards, and I've never seen that on a on a single camera. Oh, that's interesting. It's very strange, very unusual. But I think it may just be because uh, maybe it's like a reading glasses type of situation with the small thing, so it's just easier to have it up there. But that was that was the first odd thing that confronted us. Um, but we had uh, we had a good time. He did tell there, uh, my final experience. Here, I'll do it like this. There, it was a ro- bit of a roller coaster because I was scared of him. I had heard that he had made a child cry, and <laughs> like I was a little scared of Chevy Chase. But there was one day when it was me, Martin Mull, Julie Haggerty, and Chevy Chase sitting around these like lawn chairs in between takes in this backyard, and I just started asking him questions about comedy history, and they were excited to have somebody ask about Michael O'Donohue and they told funny stories about him and you know just fun stuff like that and uh, so that was all great and then we went to shoot a scene where the director told me like Chevy has the last line of the scene but feel free to like improvise a tag on it and whatever but I don't think he ran that by Chevy oh boy <laughs> and so I'm in every take saying something funny after his big funny closing line of the scene and he's just you just see the anger bubbling and boiling up until the point where He's the, the line is, uh, he says to me, I think I've nailed my balls to this tree. Context, never mind. <laughs> and, I, and, and I said, I just improvised. I just said, oh, that's interesting. What's, what's the protocol there? Just like, you know. And he goes, uh, it involves sucking, just like you're acting. Oh, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> he got mad. You know what do you do when somebody says that? Then, but do you get a little knot in your stomach inside, like oh, Chevy doesn't like me now, uh, or do you just go ah, fuck him? Well, both. Okay, <laughs> it, it was clear he didn't like me anymore. But what are you gonna do? <laughs> 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 but I've told that story a bunch of times to people, and, and a lot of people who've worked with him before have received insults like that from him before. Wow. Uh, yeah, but I don't. I mean, he's sort of joking and sort of not. It's one of those. Things. And you've seen your acting, so it's not that off. <laughs> oh, sure. I never said my acting doesn't. Suck. <laughs> when when you brought this up, I thought this was going to be a vacation TV show, and you were rusty. That's what I thought. Where this was going to oh, go? He would be a good yeah, rusty. You'd be a good yeah, rusty. you'd be a nice oh. rusty. Who's that? What the? Uh, <laughs> that was the boy. Anthony That's Michael the Hall played Anthony Michael Hall, and then a vacation. bunch of other guys. Oh, really? Is yeah. it like a Colonel Sanders situation? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you've never you've never seen the vac- you've never. <laughs> you haven't seen the vacation movies? I think I have. Yeah, I've seen them. There's a different. The kids are different. Really? One. They change up the kid. The actor playing the kid. Yeah, Why is about, that? I can't answer that. I'm not in uh, show business. Why don't we know that? Probably because probably every time Chevy they made Chase one, he made them all cry. Right? He made them cry. And then <laughs> like, Anthony Michael Hall was like, "Fuck that! I'm not coming back." <laughs> My acting sucks too much to come back to this. Uh, you have to go. You've got a race over. You're doing uh, uh, Super Ego at the Largo at the Coronet. Yeah. Uh, uh, Paula Tompkins let the cat out of the bag on that. Let's take the whole audience. Nope. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> we need Andy Daly, everybody. If you enjoy Never Not Funny, why not sign up for the Players Club? You get full video of every episode and an extra show every week when you become a member. Sign up now at podcast.com.
This has been an Earwolf production. Executive producers Jimmy Pardo, Matt Belknap, Scott Ackerman, Adam Sachs, and Chris Bannon. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Hey guys, just want to remind you, today's show was sponsored by Mara. That's that hands-free virtual running assistant that uses cutting-edge voice recognition to help coach you to better runs, play music, get updates on location, pace, weather. Compare your current speed with past runs without ever stopping to look at your phone. Matt, it's all voice recognition. Using your earbuds, Mara can hear your commands and put them into action. So download your free running partner today for free. I can't I can't stress enough. It's, it's free. free. <laughs> yeah. Visit Mara.ai today. Run with a sidekick. Make every mile count. Hey, this is Stephen Dubner from Question of the Day. This week, James Altucher and I have a special guest host. Brian Koppelman, introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Brian Koppelman. Brian is one of the creators of the new Showtime show, Billions. This week, we talk about what it's like to be the showrunner of a hit show. I'll be the first person to just say, that was dumb, I was wrong about that, let's change it. Also, why actual billionaires want to be involved with the show, Billions. They only feel burned if you leave them out. Subscribe to Question of the Day on iTunes, and you can listen on Earwolf.com or via your favorite podcasting app.